It is our number two. Pat Cook, John Burton, Greg Pug hanging out here in the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studios. MTSU men's basketball coach Nick McDevitt. Uh, the uh, Blue Raiders uh, coming off um, uh, a couple big wins, including uh, last Thursday night. Big home win over number 25 FAU, then followed up with a Saturday win against FIU, and uh, they close out the home schedule. Uh, this coming uh, Saturday with Louisiana Tech, and we're joined now by Coach Nick McDevitt. Good morning, Nick. How you doing, man? Hey, Coach. Good morning to you guys as well. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, great uh, to have you on. You you want to be playing your best basketball right now, heading into March in the Conference USA tournament? How close are you? I think we're doing uh, pretty well. Obviously, we had a really good weekend with uh, wins over FAU and FIU. Um, you know, beating the top twenty-five team in the country, you've got to be playing good basketball. And then uh, we finally got going on Saturday. We had a real slow start, uh, dug ourselves a really big hole, but, uh, you know, started uh, playing a little bit harder, a little bit better, and came back and uh, had a, a big comeback win against FIU. But you kind of uh, nailed it. At this time of year, you want to be both uh, mentally healthy and physically healthy, and, and our group is uh, pretty good in both areas. And uh, we're, we have a bye week this week. Uh, so we don't play tomorrow night uh, when the rest of the league does. And then we'll get back to it on Saturday uh, with a home finale against La Tech. So I think our group is uh, in pretty good position as we head down the home stretch. Coach, you mentioned getting off to the slow start against FIU. You outscored them 42-17 to in the second half. I mean, what did you do uh, defensively to clamp down in that second half? You just nailed it. We clamped down. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't really much uh, – schematically different in the first 15 minutes or the last 25 we just uh we kept uh, asking the guys are you just gonna have to play harder and better i mean uh you know we we had a a great win thursday against fau we told our team after that game immediately following in the locker room uh that saturday just got harder and uh part of that is because uh FIU's bye week was last week. They did not play Thursday. So they were going to come in a little bit more rested. Uh, they were going to come in, uh, obviously, motivated because of trying to get in the top five in the league standings to get that first round bye. They're going to come in awfully confident, too. They beat us down at, uh, at FIU earlier in the year. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're going to come in here ready to go. And uh, for, for 36 to 48 hours, on the flip side, what? We told our guys, you've got to know what's going to happen over the next day or two, and that's a lot of congratulatory texts and phone calls and uh, messages uh, to your DMs on Twitter, and people are just going to be at you, and all that's good. Well-intentioned uh, talk and messages, uh, but what it can do at times is it, it takes your focus off of your next opponent, which is a good FIU team. And so we just felt like uh, because of Thursday's win, against FAU that Saturday's game against FIU just became a lot harder and they came in here and they were really taking it to us to start the game we we were now 24 points with eight to go in the first half and so what we told our teams like you're not going to get it all back at once let's try to get this thing around 10 points by halftime and then we regroup and uh, we got it down to 14 at halftime and went into the halftime locker room and, and uh, showed our guys we were down 14 at Rice earlier in the year and came back and won that game. Uh, now we're at home. Uh, we're in good position if we start the second half well. And we went on a little run to start the second half and uh, got it to uh, a three or four possession game over the last 15 minutes and clawed our way back into it. 
Nick McDevitt with us, MTSU basketball coach. Uh, the good news is the 24-point uh, comeback, the largest by a Division One team against another Division One opponent in the in the country this year. That's the good news, but it's also the bad news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 it's one of those things you want to do once. Yes, uh, but what do you, you know? You're down 33 to nine. What are you saying uh, at, at the at the timeouts? What do you? I mean, just to, to stop that bleeding. Uh, it was, uh, again, uh, we're about to get run out of our own building unless we start guarding harder. It, it, we, we didn't feel like we were watching things and they're beating us schematically on something. We, we're not able to guard this action that they're doing. Uh, the way we're guarding it is wrong. It was just uh, they were flying up the floor offensively in offensive transition faster than we were getting back in defensive transition. Uh, we were sitting down guarding our guy one-on-one, and the guy was getting in the paint off of just a, a simple one-on-one bounce to get in the paint. Once we stopped uh, that, that's when we went on our run. Uh, we gave up 17 points in the second half. Uh, they didn't score in the last six and a half minutes, and their last field goal came with about 7.45 to go in the game. So it held them scoreless in the last six and a half minutes. And you go back and watch the film, and we were just – playing hard, defending well, rebounding uh, first-shot attempts by them. There were no uh, offensive rebound opportunities, second-chance point opportunities for them. And Again, it just came down to you're going to have to ramp up your effort because uh, you, you've, they're, they're confident because they beat us at their place, but they're also going to come in here uh, wanting to get a team that just beat a top-25 team. Uh, they're going to not want to knock you off on your home court. So, You've got their attention. Let's make sure that they have ours. 1,300, I just saw this in the notes, 1,300 win in program history. And I remember, go back, obviously, to Kermit Davis and then Jimmy Earl and even back in the 50s with Ed Diddle Jr. Uh, And and so 1,300 wins in program history. That's pretty cool. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. 1,300 wins, you know, a lot of round numbers and, and milestones happening this year. 100 years of uh, Middle Tennessee basketball, 50 years of the Murphy Center, 13th win. Uh, obviously, the other night was the, the first ever home win over a top 25 team. And then uh, biggest comeback in, in uh, Division One this year. So a lot of really neat milestones. Uh, Eli Lawrence just uh, eclipsed the 1,000-point mark for his career, become the 30, 35th uh, Blue Raider to do so. And, um, uh, again, a lot of uh, really good moments this year and, Hopefully we can uh, round it out uh, this Saturday with our uh, home finale against La Tech. Coach, you mentioned Eli Lawrence. He's your leading scorer. But you got three guys averaging right around in that 10, 11 points per game area. How satisfied are you that uh, your team's sharing the basketball and, you know, a number of different guys can score for you at any different time? Yeah, I think that's really key to, to being a good team and also being able to, to – win tournaments you know mm-hmm. anytime that you're relying upon just one person to carry the scoring load or the majority of the scoring load for your team uh you're susceptible to either a, a great defensive player on the uh the other team being able to shut them down or an off shooting night and now your team really struggles to score the ball so to be able to have three or four guys that are averaging double figures or right around double figures uh, and Cam Weston, DeAndre Dishman, Elias King, Chaffee Leonard, Eli Lawrence, those five guys uh, generally night in and night out have been carrying the bulk of the scoring. 
And uh, all three of uh, – all five of those guys have had big scoring nights. The other night, Justin Buford had 12 points and six rebounds. Uh, Jared Jones is another young man that's really uh, been playing well over the last month to six weeks. Um, had nine points, nine rebounds the other night in about 20 minutes. So uh, anytime you can have so many guys on your team that are capable of having big nights, I just think it makes you harder to defend. Coach, how do you uh, approach this, as you mentioned, the bye week, extra time off for the guys? How do you approach practice, giving them some you know, time away from the gym? Well, uh, first of all, we took two days off this week. Uh, our, our week is uh, just like the calendar, Sunday through Saturday, as far as our, our practice week is concerned. We took Sunday off, and we're actually off today as well. Uh, let the guys try to get their legs back under them a little bit. But also, it gives us a chance to really focus on us and work on us. Anytime you're taking that Sunday off and then you got a Thursday game, most of the time uh, Monday can be a light day, but Tuesday and Wednesday you're trying to prep for Thursday's game. And then Friday is a prep for Saturday's game. And we've been in that mode now for several weeks. So this week having the bye week has enabled us to uh, yesterday and on Monday uh, to really focus on us on both sides of the ball, uh, tweak some things offensively and defensively, add a couple of new wrinkles to some plays, and not so much be geared up uh, or everything's geared towards your opponent. Uh, but this week we've been able to gear a lot of things towards us. Nick, uh, last home game Saturday, the senior festivities. Am I reading this right? Just DeAndre Dishman? Is that the only senior you got? The, this is the only young man that uh, does not have eligibility left on Saturday. So uh, we went through a senior ceremony actually uh, last year with him uh, because he had already graduated, <laughs> but still had a year of eligibility due to the, the COVID, the NCAA COVID rules, uh, given that year back. So obviously he chose to come back this year, but he's already had a, a senior ceremony. So uh, this will be a senior day with uh, no ceremony. Oh, so yeah, and it, the, the whole thing is is just crazy because you now like Junior Clay, four years at Tennessee Tech, mm -hmm. had his senior day. Now he's probably going to be All OVC Player of the right. Year yeah. and have his another, have another senior and have day. another senior day at, at TSU. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> the times are crazy. So, um, well, that way you don't have to, you know, have that big, you know, presentation with Christmas sorrow out on the floor. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> we can throw the ball in the air and get right to him. <laughs> Tell Chris I said that, okay, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. He'll be delighted <laughs> to hear that from he us. He may be listening. He may yeah. already know you said it. Uh, those guys. Mm -hmm. And another one uh, – by the way, Colby Jubinville, I know Jack plays on the uh, – he's he's a really good buddy of mine, so just don't run Jack any extra harder because of his dad, okay? We won't, we won't do any extra wind sprints after practice yeah. for him. Because <laughs> <laughs> Colby's a piece of work and longtime professor there at MTSU uh, uh, as well. Um, you know, I know you've got one game at a time. You're a coach. You're supposed to do that. But 20 wins within reach, and that's always, in my mind, still a milestone. Yep. Hey, I think it, it's definitely a milestone. You know, we're a couple away from it now with 17, got a home game. Uh, we're 28-2 and two here in our last 30 home games. So hopefully we can keep that uh, ability to win home games here with our last one, La Tech. And then uh, we got to go on the road uh, to North Texas and UTEP. Uh, we've got the conference tournament in front of us, uh, postseason play uh, after that in front of us. So uh, this team, if, if they continue to – Get better, stay locked in, and, and keep working. Uh, 20 is uh, obviously well within reach.
Coach, uh, what's your scouting report on Law Tech? Well, they'll be a little bit different uh, than the, the last time we played them. Uh, one of their uh, starters will be out for Saturday's game. Uh, but uh, we played extremely well at their place. Uh, I thought we were as locked in on both sides of the ball as we really have been all year, particularly on the road. Uh, we beat them 68-51 at their place. And uh, to, to kind of your point earlier, John, about just sharing the ball and having mm-hmm. multiple scores, that's a lot what we had when we played them down at Lock Tech. Uh, we shot it extremely well. But when you go back and watch, we were taking a lot of open shots because of the way we really moved the ball, our bodies, and, and really shared it on the offensive end. So that will be another key uh, for, for Saturday's game. And also just to not let the fact that uh, – Saturday is the final home game. You know, sometimes that becomes a, an emotional thing for a lot of players because, you know, you put so much work and effort into your craft, into your game, into your team on your home floor. And now knowing our season isn't over, but this will be the last one that, that this year's version of the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders plays on that floor. And so uh, that, that always stirs up some emotion for fans and players and, and parents and things of, of that nature. So I think the biggest thing is just staying locked in uh, as to what we got to do when the ball goes in the air and why we were successful when we were down at La Tech. Well, and it's 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon, the uh, regular season home finale uh, for uh, uh, the Blue Raiders, and no seniors. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> although, <laughs> I, I don't know. If I'm DeAndre, I said, let's just do it again, okay? Let's run it back. Yeah, let's run right? it back. I, I, you know, <laughs> I'll bring the big – what, do you give him, like, some framed jersey or something like that? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to keep giving him more and more framed jerseys at this point. I'll do it as long as uh, – if he could come back, we'd find another way to get him another jersey. <laughs> let me let me ask you this: um, FAU, uh, if they don't win the conference, they are they in? I, I see their NCAA net today is twenty one. You just beat them. You didn't help them out, but uh, the twenty one. Uh, it seems like this could be a two bid league this year. I think so. I, I mean, when when you've got a team that's uh, got a net that's in the top twenty five. Their, their AP ranking, their coaches ranking, their top 25, uh, you know, they're, they're the real deal. They are a good team, a really good team. They just they don't beat themselves. Uh, they shoot the ball well. You just don't watch them and, and really very often think, man, that was an awful decision. What a bad shot. What a, what a terrible turnover. They just don't beat themselves. They don't take bad shots. Uh, they don't turn the ball over. They've got terrific guard play. They've got a legit 7-1 center who puts pressure on the rim on both ends. They're able to block shots and deter shots defensively, uh, but he's a big target offensively on pick-and-roll situations. So they just don't have a lot of holes. Dusty May is a terrific coach and has done a great job with this year's team. So uh, to your point, I I think they're deserving. If they don't win the the CUSA tournament, which obviously I hope they don't, (laughs) <laughs> but i think they're deserving if in fact yeah. uh you know they get put out they've, they've had a heck of a year you know their body of work over the last four months speaks for itself about 22 and three and one of those uh was to you last thursday so yeah hey nick thank you man enjoy uh enjoy a day off i'm sure you're not thank doing you. any, sure you're not doing it, anything right yeah an off practice day but yeah. not, not necessarily a day to kick your feet up all right. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, Coach. Thank you all. Appreciate all right. it. Uh,